Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hi everybody, this is Kelly. And this is Katie. Oh, we're back. We're here for you. Kelly's back again. You guys, Kelly did so much work for this episode. Like, <laughs> I'm so grateful. And we'll get into it. But before we get into it, I just want I have a couple of announcements. First of all, I need to call myself out because <laughs> last week, Kelly sent me a picture and was like, it was a picture of a t-shirt that had the plan of salvation on it. <laughs> okay. And in the picture, like in the caption, she goes, what size do you want? And I was looking at the picture. <laughs> I was like, wait, like it. And then I was like, my, my brain went to this place where I was like, oh, she means ironically, let's buy these shirts, right? Like, she means, like, uh, like let's make these into crop tops and wear them. And then I was like, oh, haha, that's so great. Like, but don't buy that for me. You've already done so much. And then Kelly goes, oh, hell no, would I ever be out wearing that? And I was like, oh, my God, my little, like, neurotic brain was over here being like, wait, is she serious? I don't know. But anyway, that's my call out. Is that know me so much better. I am probably the most sarcastic person on the planet. It was amazing because, oh, my God, it just made me feel it was so funny. And also it made me think, like, I actually would wear one of those shirts, ironically. Like, yeah, I would too. Like, because I did that when, um, if you remember a couple of years ago, I was in Utah for the first time in forever and, um, I got a BYU shirt yes. and I cut it like it was a crop top and it was like, there were no sleeves and people were like, they're like, can I get a picture of your shirt? Yes. I remember <laughs> I was that. Like, Fuck the modesty culture. Like, come on. It's a body. Mm, come on. Yeah, yeah. It's a body. It's a great one. And yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my first announcement. I had to laugh at myself, but um, I also just want to do a super fast shout out to some new patrons because I know you guys want shout outs from Sarah too, but she's on maternity leave, so I'll just do a really quick. I'll cheer for you. I'll cheer for them. Yes. So thank you to Stephanie. Woo! Yay, Stephanie. Yay. What would uh, Sarah say? Superb, Stephanie. <laughs> oh yeah, she loves to do the alliterations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, also to Kelsey. Woo, Kelsey. Killing it, Kelsey. Yay. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Patreon. And also, if you don't know, I mean, I know we've we've said it, but we've made some really fun stuff on Patreon lately with Kelly and I. And they're like full length, deep dive episodes. They're not little 15 minute things. They're like full blown episodes and deep dives into we've done like Book of Abraham, Kinderhook Plates, um, the Book of Ham and Cheese, book of, book of Ham and Cheese, <laughs> uh, EFY, lots of fun stuff. So, anyways, if you want to get that um, extra content, it's Patreon.com/slash/NotSoMollyMormon. So, that is all I have for announcements. So let's get in to let's get into our lesson today. Oh, this lesson, you guys, is very exciting. We are going to be talking about Saturday's Warrior. uh, We both watched the full two-hour movie. (laughs) And I listened to the album, the soundtrack, on, like, repeat, and I was singing along, and (laughs) I sent Katie a message, and I I was like, I am literally 
standing in the grocery store humming Saturday's Warrior, please send help. (laughs) You know what? That's going to be me. I have a feeling that's going to be me today after we record. I'm going to have this stuck in my head because this will be like, yeah, the third time going through it. But um, Kelly went through and found the timestamps for all of these clips we're going to share with you from the musical. So you all can maybe get this stuck in your head as well. Yay! Yay. That should be our trigger warning. Trigger warning, you will have this stuck in your head. I Uh apologize. (laughs) Um, So um, if you don't know, Saturday's Warrior is a musical about a family who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, (laughs) The musical tells the story of a group of eight, yes, eight children who are born into a Mormon family after making various promises in the pre-mortal life. Uh, Throw back to last week, our pre-mortal life episode. Uh, Two of the children, Jimmy and Julie, encounter personal struggles that help them discover and fulfill their foreordained missions in life. The musical explores the Latter-day Saints doctrines and views on the plan of salvation, pre-mortal life, foreordination, and eternal marriage. Yeah. It's it's great. It it just makes you want to watch it, doesn't it? (laughs) It's not just, yeah, very enticing. Um, (laughs) Saturday's Warrior was first performed in California in 1973 as a college project. In early spring, 1970. A BYU college project. Mm, Yes. Yeah, yeah. In 1974, the play was performed at BYU Spring Arts Festival, and then Bob Williams made a video version of the musical in 1989. That's the one we watched. Yeah, man, like the old school 1980. 1980- oh, so good. Oh, the outfits and the hair. I, oh. I, oh man, almost Love every it. single outfit. I was like, okay, that's great. Like um, the tucked in T-shirt with the oh. pleated shorts and yes, <laughs> the. The, like, super fluffy bangs. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saturday's Warrior is not well known outside the LDS church. Surprise, surprise. But <laughs> <laughs> the themes of Saturday's Warrior, however, resound with many church members. So growing up, like, especially Kelly and I, this was a really popular thing to watch mm-hmm. amongst Mormons. I wonder if it still is. I don't know, maybe because it's older, maybe not. Well, anymore. no, they did a they did a re, re they like revamped it or whatever oh, for the twenty first century. I have not watched that one. I the only reason I could watch this was nostalgia. Yeah, um, I don't think I could put myself through watching. The new like one. The new one that's try- that's trying to take itself too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I know. And I was telling Kelly before we started recording that this was kind of a trip for me because some of these these songs and these these storylines I remember very clearly. And then some I'm like, what even is this? So <laughs> 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 let's get into it shall we um before we get into it i just want to mention that you know the ward i'm sorry the stake that i was in um when i was living in dallas performed this and so yes and so my um my brother played benji okay and um then they did another one called star child which is like a sequel to saturday's warrior and that's the one i was in but i remember like nothing about that 
that at all. So anyway. You were in that. Oh, <laughs> yes, I was. I think I was an angel, you know, one of the like in the backgrounds. Yeah. I was definitely an angel. <laughs> oh, my God. This is. Yeah, I can see. Um, now that you say that, I bet lots of stakes perform this. Well. Yeah. And it was right around in the, the late 80s. So okay. yeah, um, that's, right. that's another reason why I'm, I was obsessed with this. Uh, this yeah. Show. Yeah. You had those close ties to it. And yeah, it was very relevant at the time, too. Yeah, because this wasn't even made yet then because it was made in 89. The, the video version anyway. Right. Ugh. So, yeah, Cheeto, Cheetos very um He's contributing a lot today. Cheeto. Oh, Cheeto wants to listen. Cheeto wants to sing along. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we'll start with the opening song. Uh, I'm not really going to say much. I'm just going to play the clip. <laughs> Here we go. I was dancing. Yeah, I was dancing. So, so there, okay, I need explanation. What is with the Saturday? Is it because at the very end, I mean, spoiler alert, at the very end, Emily is born on a Saturday. That's why it's called no. Saturday. No. No? No. Oh, gosh. Yes. It, so, Save for Saturday, the reason they're saying that, and if you look at the lyrics to the song, it's talking about who all, you know, who are these children coming down and, and. So the the reference for Saturday's Warrior is because it's the latter days. So oh okay yeah. okay. <laughs> so these people have been saved for the latter days because you know Jesus is coming, and I guess that would be on a Sunday. But uh, yeah, that's so the latter days back in 1970s. You know, would you yes. stop? I'm sorry, Cheeto is being very feisty. <laughs> oh, so cute. So. So, okay, Saturday is in regards to the latter days. Correct. And they were saved for Saturday because they were the most valiant. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what we were told, too? It's like, oh, you were saved for this, the latter okay. day. Oh, God. I mean, that's um, literally the name of the church, like, from the 1800s, the Church of Jesus right. Christ of Latter-day Saints. Day. Oh, yeah, as if the end of the world's going to be tomorrow. Um. So, yeah, all I wrote for my little notes when I was watching this, uh, watching this first part is that it's just a long ass montage of various <laughs> children. <laughs> but it ends with Pam dancing. Pam is the oldest there. So she's one of the oldest of the Flanders Flinders family. Yes. Yeah. It ends with her dancing. And uh, yeah, I guess these are all the children that are saved for the latter days which yeah. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm trying to explain it as if it's something serious oh <laughs> okay so that's the first and then here's here's the next song Circle of our love, it goes forever. A circle of our love. 
that is Julie, one of the children that we mentioned earlier. She's she's not the old. She's the second oldest daughter. She's younger than Pam. Oh my God! So sorry. My... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I have my computer hooked up to my television, and um, I sat on the remote, and so <laughs> it, it like switched to live TV, and I was like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" <laughs> and then I couldn't find the goddamn remote. It's Celestial Jesus trying to trying to say, "Do not mock Saturday's warrior." Oh yeah. <laughs> God will not be mocked. Oh gosh, that's like a trip. Oh, Flash God. back to the temple, everybody. Oh, great. Okay, okay, so yeah, so we were you were talking about Circle of Our Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the they're singing. That's Julie, one of the children, again, and she's in love with Todd. Uh, and they're in <laughs> during this song. They're they're not actually people. They're souls or whatever spirits that are waiting to go down to Earth. Right. And they're concerned, or at least Julia is concerned that they won't recognize each other when they have mortal bo- bodies. Um, and there's this whole idea that they're in love as spirits and they'll they'll find each other because love is forever. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the circle of the love is like it started in the pre-mortal life. It's going to go in the earth life and then they'll go forever. So that's the whole circle of their love. Uh, and I mean, can we mention that they're technically brother and sister? <gasps> oh, right. According to Mormon doctrine, they're brother and sister. So, so incest. I'm sorry. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the shivers. Also, like, Todd just kind of gives me the shivers anyway. <laughs> he's, he's a, t- he's, yeah, he's kind of, kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, and I, I made a note here that there's an angel lady that kind of facilitates telling these souls when they are allowed to go down to earth because their mother is going to give birth and she's telling Todd that he's about to be born and he's he's clinging on to Julie or whatever and she's the the lady the facilitator says hurry along now you don't want to miss this slot the next slot is in Siberia and it's <laughs> like I was like oh my god this is so Mormon I remember thinking like, oh, if I was born a little bit earlier, a little bit later, I wouldn't have been in my family or I would have been in some other country. And it's just such like typical Mormon nationalism and elitism. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, um, you know, this also kind of goes into a little bit of, you know me, deep dive, um, the, the actual reference of the baby receiving the spirit as soon as it's born. Right. So they don't necessarily, it's interesting that they fight against abortion <clears throat> because they, they don't really think it's a person. Yeah. That is and, a really good point. Yeah. They believe. Yeah. And this is depicting that the, mm-hmm. the soul enters the body once the baby's born, not like, once the baby breathes. And yeah. so, you yeah. know, when my mom had a stillborn, um, she was really upset about that because she thought, you know, what if, and it was at late term, like oh. I think she was eight and a half months or something. She ended oh up, I know fucking awful. Um, but so the, uh, the doctor was actually her Bishop as well. And he said, you know, I feel like because the, the, the cord got tied around the baby's neck and he's like, you know, I think the baby probably took a breath and so you're okay. 
Oh. So she, that's how she she she's able to feel like my my sister Amy is um, going to be part of the family forever. Oh my God. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's some next level. I don't know. I don't even have words. Yeah. I know it's kind it, of deep, dark, twisty. It's really, shit. it's really sad, and also, yeah, the things that that people say or believe to to comfort yeah. themselves. That's yeah, very interesting. And yeah, I I never put the, that together before the breath part, but yeah, Mormons, what do you what do you do in fighting against abortion? Then that makes no sense. I know. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, let me get over here to our next beautiful little number. <laughs> um, I almost snorted the <laughs> Diet Coke out of my mouth. <laughs> oh. Clay, come on. Okay. Okay, Emily. I got one for you. What will you do if there comes a day? When I lose my way, what will you do? Well, I would say by your chimney, pray for you to see. If it would help, I'd even die for you, Jimmy. Die for you? Oh, hell. We got a father and mother, a sister and brother. All of us Okay. <laughs> I was I, cho- I, I was that, bopping around. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I totally was. And I chose that specifically because, you know, put a pen in it. That's foreshadowing cuz mm-hmm. she would die for Jimmy and that's the youngest sister. Yes. That's number 8, the eighth duckling in their little mm-hmm. herd of children. Right. Yeah, she's she, yeah, in this you see all of their all of their siblings and you you learn that like Pam and Jimmy are going to be born as twins is the oldest and um Emily is the youngest and she has this fear that's kind of like what they're singing there is like we'll work it out as a family and she's has this fear that her parents won't want an eighth child and mm-hmm. like it this is where it's planted like oh the idea of not having tons of kids or have using birth control is is bad is like an evil thing because then you won't have your whole family together right and you know it's funny also because i believed growing up that you know you chose your family right that that was kind of something that was taught or do you do you remember who troy yes. dunn was <gasps> okay that sounds really familiar Okay, so he was a youth speaker, like a motivational youth speaker, and he was okay. actually my EFY person in 1996. So I have a oh. picture with Troy Dunn. <laughs> Be jealous. Um, <laughs> and so he gave this speech, or you know, one of these talks one time, and he was talking about how you know you you choose the family that you're going to be in, and so. When you're, you know, messing around as a teenager, you know, your spirit children are up there watching you and being like, oh, my God, mom, not, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness, mom. (laughs) Like, I can't believe what mom is doing. That always freaked me out. And then I also thought, who would choose to be in a family where they're neglected or abused or, you know, it's just like, why would 
nobody would choose that. No, the whole thing is very fucked up because, yeah, not only are you are you kind of <laughs> scaring people into being like, oh, your future children are watching you and anyone who's passed on is always watching you. But also, yeah, like, what are the little children supposed to think that are in an abusive household? And they're like, oh, I chose this. Like, yeah. no, you didn't choose that. It's not your fault. Uh, yeah, but I I was taught that as well that we chose our families and yeah and if you yeah you you need to have children because um if you don't their your their little souls will just be up there in the pre existence forever just waiting and <laughs> God that's so intense it, it truly is <laughs> jeez Ugh. and then whoever you choose you're with them forever forever. 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 It makes me think of Sandlot. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a good Sandlot reference, but yeah. but right, like I don't know. We we've talked about this before, but it's just like forever, really. And then what if things don't go right? I just yeah. Anyways, we've talked about that before, but the yeah. whole thing fucked up. All right, moving right along. <laughs> Get ready to cringe. Cringe warning. Cringe. Here we go. <laughs> Oh my god, I can just picture them dancing, their little awkward dance. Yes. Um, yes. This is the the missionaries are are singing this song, but they're also in the pre-mortal life, like <laughs> as missionaries, which I'm like, huh? And they're they're the companions, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll find each other on Earth and serve our mission together. Like, pull some strings and whammo, we're born in the right generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, there is divine revelation as far as where someone goes on a mission, Katie. Oh, if you remember, obviously, yeah. It's- it's never just what's convenient or what language you studied in high school. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Personally, prays about where you're gonna go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They pray about every single one. Now there is a there is a line in this that I uh, thought was interesting. Um, it says, "Will you shake your heel at us as we call you to your knees?" And I was like, "What?" Oh, yeah. So shake your heel at us. I think they're talking about shaking the dust from your feet, like cursing. Right. Yeah, and in the movie, he, like, even has the gal, like, go down on her knees. And I was like, I feel awkward. Get up. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> I was like, this is this is taking a nice turn. Yeah. No, that's a good point, though. Like, I hadn't, I hadn't, I didn't pick up on that, but probably. Well, I know all the lyrics, Katie. <laughs> it's like, I know, this is the way. You've got to tell us all these little things, because I'm like, what? I don't remember. <laughs> watch this is just so funny and like cringy now that it was something that everyone was just like stoked on (laughs) (laughs) this was like sunday viewing (laughs) oh for sure for sure okay so yeah we we met the missionaries now all right next (laughs) next clip oh boy so so in this pam and before this pam and um jimmy are talking about 
going down together, right? Right. right. Okay. And I just, maybe it was just me. No, it wasn't. I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. (laughs) I I feel like Jimmy and Pam have this odd sexual tension. That's exactly what I was going to say. I am so glad I wasn't, it wasn't just me with my head in the gutter. Cause I was like, okay, they're supposed to be twins and they're not even alive yet. They're souls. And they're talking about how like they, they hope that they remember the pre-mortal life and they, they touch each other's thighs. Yes. (laughs) It was fucking creepy. Like she scoots over super close to him and then they put their hands on each other's thighs. And I was just like, no, oh, I would not do that with one of my siblings. I no. am sorry. No, I would not either. Nope, nope, nope. And yeah, Pam is is very scared about losing her memory uh, mm-hmm. of the pre-existence. And so this, I think this song we're about to hear is kind of about like moving on to the next yeah. <laughs> part of the plan of salvation. So here we go. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I fucking love this song. <laughs> it's one of the better ones. Yeah. Like, I was singing it last night while I was making dinner, and Dustin oh. was like, what are you singing? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, your faith is going to help. I was like, it's just a song. <laughs> You're like, it's just a song. It's nostalgic for me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just leave me alone. Yeah. No, but I mean... I think it's kind of interesting. It's one of the more interesting songs. To me, it it was reminding me of like, she was very nervous to move on. And he was like, my faith will carry me through and all, you know, I'm sailing on. And uh, it just kind of felt like a representation of almost like how in this life, we're afraid of death because we don't know what's next. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But that might be a little too deep. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I I think that's what. Well, it kind of made me think of like Faith Crisis song, like where I was like hoping it was still true. And, you know, my faith is going to help me. No, you're. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. so after this, uh, they they go to Earth. We 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 jump on over to they're now on Earth and almost all of them are born. Mm -hmm. Seven, seven of the eight. Seven of the eight are born. And this is the next number. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> My Wally Kessler, you want to be ashamed of yourself. I've given you the best years of my life. I've stood here through it all, through short and fat and tall, through thick and thin and rain and snow and ice. And now you're questioning my integrity. Oh, 
well <laughs> well um it, yeah this is the song they're singing uh it's julie right yeah yeah julie it she isn't with todd as with as, wally or she's with wally who who was the missionary from that song we heard earlier the humble way song he was one of those missionaries mm-hmm. and she's she's with him in the mortal life and they're at the airport and she doesn't want him to leave on his mission. And so they're singing these songs and then he's like, will you wait for me? And it's almost like, she's like, well, will I like, why are you questioning if I will or not? Uh, kind of like the trope of the, the classic, like girlfriend will wait for the missionary while he's mm-hmm. gone kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of things that I picked up from this is, she the, and the reason I chose that clip specifically, and a lot of these, like I choose them specifically. I know it was long, but um, she says she gave him the best years of her life. She's like eighteen, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, honey, no, you haven't even hit it yet. Yeah, I know. And it's like, and to to promise to some dude that you'll wait for him for two years is just like. It's such a weird concept. And I, re- I remember when I um, I had this guy that I would dance with at steak dances and his <laughs> name is Paul. I know. Oh, my God. Paul. His name was Paul and he was a couple years older than me. And so, like, I started just we were just friends. Like, I, I mean, I was I, I thought he was cute, but, you know, he lived far away. And so we were just friends. And he wrote to me during his entire mission, and I think he told people I was his girlfriend oh. because when he got home from his mission, I remember he came to see me, and he totally fucking weirded me out because he, like, bought me all these presents, and he was, like, trying to talk about, you know, us being together, and I was like, dude, like, no, I'm 18. Like, calm your tits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so awkward. So yeah. gross. And that, yeah. It is weird when you think about it, like the concept of a guy expecting a a young girl, like 17, 18 years old, to just not date anyone else while he's gone for two years. You're going to change so much in two years. Yeah. And that's, yeah, you're you're growing, you're learning. I know. And I know people who did that. And (laughs) like in the the movie, he gives her his CTR ring, and I, like, cackled. It was, like, a promise ring is a CTR ring, and I'm like, oh, no, like, go live your life. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was at BYU, I would refuse to date pre-mish guys because I didn't want to waste my time because I was there to get married. <laughs> like, how sad. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's how it is, truly, mm-hmm. and it's always, like, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but I feel like the the woman, no matter what, sort of gets demonized. It's like, oh, she's waiting. Oh, that's that's kind of lame. Like, she should just find someone else. But then if she says she's going to wait and doesn't, it's always like this big thing. Like, oh, she dare John to him. Can you believe it? She's so cold. And it's like, yeah. no matter what, what she slut. does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a little slut. <laughs> Oh, okay. Now, this next one, I, this one, literally, all I have to say, like, all I wrote in my notes is, quote, all I have to say is what the fuck, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll just play it, and then I want to hear your thoughts. 
<laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen of our television audience, distinguished guests, gentlemen of the press, it is with great pleasure I now present to you Riverdale Family of the Year, Mr. and Mrs. Robert Flinders. Okay, so that's you had that one outlined first. Yep. And then do they sing? Do you have one where they sing it? I, you know, I thought I just kept going on on that one where they let started. Me just, let me just play a little more of it. Okay. okay. Oh, wait, you did. Yeah. like glasses those black frame glasses with the big nose right yes so they all yeah they all if you couldn't hear that very well they kept saying like a nose is a nose like a rose is a rose and they are dancing around and they all have these big nose extensions on (laughs) and it's all of the these kids and their father and it's like wait what and they keep making these comments about like how they all have big noses and I'm like what does this have to do with anything and that's like I mean of course they're the Riverdale family of the year Katie oh the oh. Riverdale family of the year yeah. <laughs> and you notice here like Pam is in a wheelchair so yes I mean like in the pre-mortal existence she loved dancing and so kind of fucking sucks for her I know it does. And I remember in her pre-mortal existence, she was, when she was frightened about coming to earth, she was like, well, as long as I can dance, I'll be okay. And then shows her in the wheelchair and I'm like, oh, that's really sad. Hmm." I have a funny story to share. I talk too much, but that's just, you know, I love podcasts. (laughs) It's it's what we do is we talk. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so when I was growing up, <laughs> I would get teased about my nose from my family. My family is so fucking mean to me. <laughs> like, oh my god! Um, I know. I mean, it was it was just they teased me a lot because I was the youngest of five, and um, I was like complaining about the size of my nose or something. And my mom was like, "Oh, you'll grow into it. You're gonna be a really big girl." <laughs> oh. Okay, first of all, I have never even like noticed anything about your nose size. I just my nose is fine. Yeah, you're just (laughs) you're lovely. That's isn't that funny? Like the different insecurities that we have, and we bring them up, and people are like, "What? I don't see that." (laughs) Oh man, a nose is a nose, and we all have roses. A rose, daddy's nose. All right, so it goes from there to, like, 
showing it's a it's a scene with Jimmy and he's with his friends. And uh do we want to explain it or just play the clip first? Just play it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> go long <laughs> okay so this is called what's this thing called uh zero population zero population um funny enough this is one that uh sarah and i have covered on patreon but it was probably a, at least a year ago she hadn't seen this and i showed her <laughs> the video of them all dancing around the car and they were his bad influence friends and I explained it to her and so yeah this is the only one that we've covered before but the gist here if you couldn't tell is that his friends they're kind of like teasing him right about how many children his parents have and (laughs) they're making the argument that you shouldn't have that many children which I agree with and then this is them like all dancing around being like you know Zero population is the answer, my friend. <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is there was actually a book that was written about and a theory that, um, yeah. you know, within several years, we would be out of, you know, out of food because of everybody having fucking children just like dropping litters and stuff. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they have they have a point. They have a very good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the section that I meant to, to clip was when she said legalized abortion is the answer. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, like it, it is actually. Yeah, yeah, that is the answer. And birth control, you know, birth like, control, just all of that. And so this whole premise of like, these are the bad kids. These are you can tell how <laughs> the, the movie is framing this is that these are the bad influences They're they're influenced by Satan and they're trying to influence Jimmy to not have kids or to persuade his parents to not have kids. And then remember, you guys, Emily hasn't been born yet. So. Right. And <laughs> can Emily's we just visit for a second that the uh, the leader of the group is kind of a hottie? Oh, he's definitely the most attractive in the whole in the whole film. <laughs> yeah, I was always in love with him. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's just funny to me. I mean, I, I know it comes up in other parts but it's funny to me how these kids are supposedly so bad and like just I, the thing that makes them bad is talking about responsible birth control and like <laughs> accountability of resources on this earth like that's <laughs> the bad 
you know, they're not over there like doing drugs or anything. I know. <laughs> okay. Next clip. Let me find here. We go. Didn't we love oh yeah. <laughs> Mormon this this whole thing about Mormon parents being like what did I do wrong did I I didn't raise you right like why did you leave the church blah 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 like putting it this whole guilt trip on you like they make it about themselves and they're doing this because Jimmy has friends who talk about birth control <laughs> let me re- remind you <laughs> oh oh my like, gosh what did we and, do wrong? yeah and like I totally like I totally get where he's coming from he's like oh my gosh I'm not a kid anymore I'm a man you know I'm all of what Uh 18 19 years old Uh um and that's so true because these parents will like disown their children because they're gay um or uh you know not following the the laws of God or whatever but before this I would like to mention that they were like sitting around together as a family right oh this is so cringy yes and one of the little girls is saying that teacher read a story about how uh these parents had to decide what child to give up kind of like a sophie's choice thing and Mm -hmm. um they were trying to decide which child and he's like i guess pam you know the one in the wheelchair she's probably the one they would get rid of it was so cringy oh my god and like, and then Jimmy comes in and they, they were all talking about it. And then he goes, um, like, who cares? The answer is to just not have anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is when his dad like gets all upset. And the, when the song starts about like, oh, where did we go so wrong that our son would suggest that we don't have any more children? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I just snorted. I know I did too. You're welcome, listeners. I'm sure that was lovely. <laughs> it's raw, unfiltered. Yes. Uh, it's just so, like, silly. But also, yeah, then you end up really feeling for Jimmy. Like, I know. Oh, he's trying to, like, be himself and his family is Makes being an asshole. My kids. Like, I feel like I, I, I feel what the parents feel. It's like, man, what? where did I go wrong? But then... You, you think about the kids perspective and they're just being themselves. They're, they're learning who they are uh, aside from yeah. you. And it's, it's hard. It, it is hard as a parent, but 
Right. My God, just give the kid a fucking break. Give them a break and step back and realize that it's not about you. Like if they do something, it's not about you. It's their life. And yes, that, yeah, that's quite poignant Saturday's warrior. I'll give them that. Good job. (laughs) Good job. Okay. Here's the next clip. That is how he lifts us. That is how he teaches his children. I had this stuck in my head all day yesterday. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like last night I had to listen to a book on, on audiobook because I had all of these songs going through my head. Yeah. You have to just get some in your ears to, to get, get that song out. Yeah. So this is where after the fight with the parents, Pam's talking to Jimmy and she says things like, I wrote this down. She said, I, if I didn't know I was a child of God, I'd feel very lost in this universe. Right. And Jimmy's really down on himself. He like thinks he's some big fuck up because he just questioned his parents about having a billion kids. And (laughs) now he's like kind of questioning his faith. And he's like, how do you know that any of it's true? And she says, your problem is you want all the answers at once. And you're supposed to get how God gives them his line upon line, precept on precept. The old thing we hear all over, like all the time. But it's just in my head, it's like, if God has all the answers, why can't he just give them all? It's right. just very convenient. It's just an explanation as to why things constantly change. <laughs> why wh- And why we're confused all the time and feel yeah. lost. You just yeah. have to have faith. Yeah, just have faith that you'll know later. Right. And God will reveal it in his own time. And it's like, no, why do I have to wait for his timing? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It's like somebody has to have the answer. Like, we can't all just be completely clueless. I know, but I I know, like, the prophets claim that they have all the answers, and then the prophet after them changes everything. And it's like, (sighs) oh, no, you can't say Mormon anymore. Like, okay. Like, (laughs) uh, yeah, I could go on. We could go on. But yeah, line upon line is a very big thing in the Mormon church. Yeah. Okay, let me find this next clamp. Where is it? Here we go. Seeds and roses, you know, they come in dozens too. And when the boy you love is gone, a friend can come for you. She's such a hoe. <laughs> dare she want to have a friend (laughs) right and and like this is her basically justifying like you know making out with other little mormon boys and while her you know she's waiting for her man yeah um i want to i want to just say 
she's like maybe 18. Maybe, probably younger. Because later on, and I'm totally, spoiler alert, sorry. Later <laughs> it's on, 1989. <laughs> later on, uh, Jimmy calls his mom out and he says, you're almost 40. Oh, right. So. She's, yeah, and they're older. Jimmy and um, Pam. Pam. <laughs> Or older. I always get like I always get a chuckle because it's like The Office, Jimmy and Pam. Oh my um, God, I, I never <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> but Jimmy and Pam are the oldest, and then it's Julie, and so I'm like, oh yeah, she must have been quite young. Uh, in the- I mean, I know she's not a real person, but yeah, <laughs> right. But, um, and I didn't, I didn't do the Dear John thing. Um, there's a song that kind of blends with it called Dear John, and that's where she it, it's a thing in Mormonism where if if a girl breaks up with a boy on his mission, they they call it a dear John letter. Mm-hmm. And so he finds out she's been engaged for two months. Yeah. At that part, I was like, wait a minute. That went quickly. I know. But, <laughs> but then again, that's what Mormons do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then there's this whole part where, yeah, she's singing that part and then they're singing the dear John part as the missionaries and, and he goes on and on about how he'll never trust a girl again. Like girls, women aren't to be trusted because she didn't wait for you for two years. Fuck off, pal. Like, I know. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay. Now moving right along. Let me find this. Okay. Oh wait. (laughs) Like, what am I doing here? (laughs) <laughs> well, this is where the missionaries are in the park. Um, yeah. Elder Kessler and I don't even remember the other guy's name. Uh, me neither. I don't but... even know if they say it, but um, he they're they're like trying to convert people in the park and acting like fucking idiots because they haven't had a baptism yet. Oh, yeah. It's this whole big thing that they haven't had a baptism and they're very embarrassed about it, which just goes to show how important numbers are. To the church it's not they like to claim it's like oh we just go on missions and do service like nah you're focused on converting people it was so funny when he picked up the kid and he's like hey kid how old are you and he's like six he's like and oh he's you're like, not eight you're too you're too young he like throws him away <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah i mean <laughs> makes sense okay so they're in the park oh and this is todd by the way, yes. uh, singing. Julie's forever circle Ju- of yeah, love. Julie's forever circle of love when they were little spirits up in heaven. And then they came down to the mortal life and forgot about each other, didn't meet. But now he's meeting the missionaries. Not yet. Oh, they not totally yet. totally ignored him. He was sitting there, you know, just some random. Oh, and he's not <laughs> a member, y'all. That's right. Yeah. he he He's in that park where they are at. But he, they, yeah, they're ignoring him, I think, because he has a cigarette. <laughs> oh, true. Sorry. Yeah, did not, did not remember that. <laughs> and this is, yeah, this is him singing about himself. Of a warrior of great 
You, bro. <laughs> it's like, who the hell am I? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the point? Why yeah. am I here? Yeah. Yeah. And totes. He, yeah. Like, who am I? What am I going to fight for? And yeah, I feel like that's something that lots of people think at one time or another in their life. And I don't know. The Mormon church <laughs> likes to claim that they're the answer. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> You're <laughs> right. They are the answer. Uh, no, no, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. But <laughs> JK, LOL. Nikki, there's the sarcasm coming through. Do any of you want shirts? <laughs> Planet Salvation for everyone. <laughs> uh, Yeah, and I just, it, yeah. I mean, it's just like he's very, very obviously searching for answers. And that's what they're portraying. Just trying to discover who he is, which is normal. Which is normal. Yeah. Um, and then I have some notes here that, that meanwhile, Julie is, has fallen in love with someone named Pete or Peter. I think yeah. we never see him, but that's who she's fallen in love with, who she dear Johned uh, Wally for. And she's like making a list or reading a list of attributes she wants to have for him, including being a perfect housekeeper and cook, obviously. And yes. then uh, her little brother is making like kind of poking fun at her and says, now it's up to me to make myself worthy for you, my prince. And then she like writes that in her journal. And when she writes my prince, she starts having these feelings of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't marry Pete and you're it's insinuated that she's like quote unquote kind of remembering in a way Todd from the pre-mortal life like oh I haven't found my one yet and the holy spirit the is holy giving her spirit. promptings yeah and it shows Todd like in the park singing about like who am I what's my destiny and then it shows Julie in her bedroom like oh, who, who's my soulmate? And they kind of are like both transparent and then they both reach their hands out. <laughs> <laughs> Cringe. Uh, yeah. And then meanwhile, there's another fight like with Jimmy, with his family and Pam tells them we just need to love him. And it's just crazy because they're all sitting around the living room gossiping about him and acting like he's some sort of criminal when it's like he's just trying I to know, like he's way. doing drugs and like selling crack on the corner yeah it's like what he didn't really even do anything i'm confused he's just questioning the church yeah he's like, questioning the church and questioning whether or not it should, it's a great idea to have eight children <laughs> <laughs> now i missed summer of fair weather because mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was another song. I could sing it for you, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's just where his friends are like hanging out and saying, "Let's go, let's party. It's a summer fair weather. Let's go have fun," which is you know what kids should do. Yes, yes. And they're like so enticing, and oh my god, their outfits—it's just so good. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, they're basically singing like how we should go have fun. And it's like, OK, yeah, I I agree with the bad kids. If these are the bad kids, I think they're great. I know. <laughs> well, they would be hanging out with us in outer darkness, Katie. They would. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they would. Um, I have a couple more notes 
Um, but tell, stop me if, if no, 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 because there's a few things that happen before the next song. Um, mm-hmm. so, oh yeah, so it's Jimmy's and Pam's birthday, and they like surprise him when he comes home, and they give him all these awkward presents, and Pam made him a CTR shield out of like cardboard, and then as a gift to like one of his gifts there's an announcement of another baby that his mom is going to have another baby and jimmy is upset he like loses his shit he's totally a dick but it was funny (laughs) because he's like are you why don't you just drop a litter yeah i mean that's the part where he says like you're 40 like well when are you gonna stop why do you keep doing this and then the dad full-on like full slaps jimmy where he Mm -hmm. falls down and i'm just like my eyes went wide i was like oh good domestic violence this is this is lovely child abuse and then okay this was the part where i was like holy shit did i get this right after all this commotion all this stress from this fight the mom starts bending over in pain and then i believe it's insinuated that because of the stress from that fight with Jimmy, she miscarries. Yes. And then the scene shows Emily, the the youngest, up in heaven, like waiting to be born. And, and she's ushered back like, oh, you can't go yet. You can't. It was like that you can't was supposed go to that to, family. Yeah. Like that was supposed to be her like coming to Earth. But because and then she says like she blames Jimmy. Like, why didn't Jimmy? keep his promise to help me come be in the family and i was like hold the fuck up this is so fucked up well katie that was probably the 10th thing that he forgot about the pre-existence that just wasn't (laughs) in the article from last week (laughs) wasn't in the article you forgot about your your eight sibling up there (laughs) (laughs) i just like that part was so messed up to me like to blame that on jimmy yeah and yeah, like it's just it's such a creepy thing. Uh, you know, like you better st- keep having children because you don't know when you've had all of your family. Like, right, it's your responsibility. Right, and that that perfectly shows why so many Mormon families are huge because they're they're almost like frightened into thinking they have souls, spirits waiting for them up in heaven if they don't keep on having children. Those, what are they gonna do? Just sit up and yeah. Wh- wh- Although it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, it, it makes zero sense. Like what if you start having more than your allotted amount and you're taking spirit children from other families? That's, that's true. Yeah. What then? Oh, and one more thing. Um, I feel so sorry for Pam. Like her family treats her like shit. I know. It was her birthday too. And they're yeah. like doing all this shit for Jimmy because he's he's being a pouty little teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And she didn't get anything. No. Yeah, I, I know. I feel so bad for Pam. Um, I have some more notes, I believe, before the next song, but I uh-huh. don't know. Is that what yep. Jimmy, Jimmy leaves home? Like he l- goes away after the fight. But Pam writes to him from the from the hospital. We learn that Pam is in the hospital and she like writes that she prays for the day that he will know that he is a child of God. And 
then it he's reading he's reading this letter uh jimmy's reading the letter in the park next to todd who is sketching and he has a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) and um they yeah he's sketching jimmy and then they start talking and it's like this turns into this really deep conversation especially for strangers total strangers (laughs) (laughs) he's they're they're just talking about, yeah, like, what are you going to do and blah, blah. And, and Todd's saying, like, oh, I think I might need religion. I don't know. It's just like, whoa, you guys just met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he was also saying that he would draw people the way that they could be. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, I, this is how you could be. You could have determination or whatever he said. But right now you're a piece of shit. <laughs> annoyed I'd be like kind of just like yeah, what's wrong if, with me yeah, if someone came up to me and was like I drew this picture of you it's how you could be I'd be like what Rude. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with me now right <laughs> um and then another really sad turn he he gets a call Jimmy gets a call that Pam died in the hospital and it shows Pam returning to heaven and Emily's up there and they mm-hmm. like reunite and Emily asks Pam why didn't Jimmy keep his promise to help me come to our family and Pam responds that it's like free agency and people get distracted and I'm just like why again why is this all Jimmy's fault <laughs> it's totally Jimmy's fault he's such a little asshole <laughs> Yeah, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, whatever. Okay. All right. Now we have our next clip. tell by the the sound of that music it's supposed to be scary and from satan yes that was the scary like what yeah <laughs> where am i going what yeah no like think- we we can give you stuff and he's like i find nothing yeah yeah but we can give you <laughs> it's always like na 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 like that's gonna entice somebody it's like no we've learned that that's the music you don't trust but not <laughs> yeah uh jimmy's having kind of a kind of a crisis as Mm -hmm. you would okay here's the next one Well, 
And, you know, fun fact, that's not the Mormon church. They're not going to make you feel like you're good as everybody else. No, <laughs> no, that's that's a good point. They're not going to do that. They're oh, gonna... but wait, he's a white male. Never mind. Oh, so he, he'll, he should be OK. Yeah. <laughs> Does a little repenting. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Jimmy's uh, obviously he's like, it's like self-reflection. There's this war between his family and and the church and then like his evil friends <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah. And then you have like Emily and uh and Pam in heaven. They're all like it's just this big montage. It's just an epic moment. Yes. Yes. All right, next one. Hey Elder. That that guy over there. Yeah, what a <laughs> Every time we come to this park been on that bench crying. Oh, I almost introduced myself once, but I thought, nah, he's not the type. Because he smokes. Nope. <laughs> Better late than never, Elder. Oh, no, that's when the missionaries get him. That's when they find him. They oh. find their golden. Uh, yeah, and they, they have this whole, like, montage where they're teaching him the lessons in the park, and then they stomp on his cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's his eye, as he's reading the Book of Mormon, it's like, his eyes light up. He's got the answers to what he's always wanted. And he's yes. just, boom, converted. <laughs> And that, my friends, is what they call a golden convert, a golden oh, investigator. I forgot about that term. Yeah. It's it's somebody who they reach out to who's basically ready to be dunked immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like vulnerable people who yep. are looking for answers or maybe they're going through grief and they just want they want those answers. And yeah, you get it. It's easy. It's an easy number. And, exactly. Oof. Okay. I, yeah, that's where he's learning, like, I I have a destiny and eternal purpose, what he was looking for before. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, they obviously convert him, but what I thought was so weird is leading into the next song. I think this is leading into the next song. I'm going to be so honest with you, Katie. I made it to, like, this point, and then I was like, I can't fucking do it anymore. I can't watch it. I can't. I, I had to stop. <laughs> so... I'm it it was rough I'm gonna tell you I took some I took some breaks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so is this the point where like he comes home Kessler comes home and Julie's there at the airport waiting for him is that what happens next yes so she there's this part where yeah it's like almost like Julie has this premonition that she's gonna meet Todd or something but anyway she wants to call off her wedding to Pete <laughs> And her parents are, like, kind of disappointed, but it's like, oh, let her do what she wants. So she calls off her wedding, and then Todd gets converted, and it's this whole idea that they, like, knew each other before they were born. They haven't met yet, but Julie, I guess, is thinking that maybe 
she's supposed to be with Wally or something. So she goes to the airport when he's coming home from his mission. But for some reason, (laughs) Wally the missionary brings home newly converted Todd. I don't know why. I mean, it's like his souvenir. (laughs) Yes, it's like, oh, my shiny convert. And they, like, get off of the plane. And it's this immediate, like, hard eyes from Julie to Todd. And they reach their arms out to each other. And it's they say things like, I know you from somewhere. I've I've seen that smile somewhere before. Yeah. I've heard that voice before. Yep. Yep. And. And poor Wally just gets rebuffed again. Just like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought I had a second chance, but. Poor guy. You just want my convert. <laughs> Why well, now he's just going to go to BYU-Idaho. He's going <laughs> to meet a girl there. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to play. This is the last clip that we have. Coming down like yeah that's the last saturday's warrior song again and um it shows that like emily finally is born on a stormy saturday night oh and we forgot to say that through all of that, like, self-reflection and the war between Jimmy, Jimmy's, like, family and religion versus the world. He chose his family. He went back. And, and he allowed his mom to get pregnant again. <laughs> and then she gives birth on their couch. And it's in a strict <laughs> storm. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I mean, they just fall out, right? You know what? The whole time I was watching that, I was like, okay, so like literally one second, you're perfectly fine, like playing in the living room. And then the next second, there's just plop. a, a <laughs> Although there was part, one part where it was like, <laughs> she goes, you did this to me, to her husband. And I was like, well, that's a little racy for more. <laughs> it makes me think of, um, there was a, a Monty Python movie where this woman had like so many kids and she just was like washing dishes and then one fell out and she's like, Oh, here's another one. <laughs> yeah. It's like at that point or just like, <laughs> it's just a shoot. It's just like, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Get it out. <laughs> uh, but then again, like, Oh my God. So yeah, Emily's born, whatever the family is complete. But in my head, I'm like, again, poor Pam. Yes. Like she had, she didn't get what she wanted on earth, which was to dance. And her family was not very nice to her. And then she passed away when she's like 18 years old and then is just alone in heaven. Like, yeah, that's that's bullshit. Yeah. She got a shit deal. And, you know, she's going to be with these motherfuckers forever, forever. And they treated her like shit. (laughs) So. That was Saturday's Warrior, and I, I'm i definitely going to be singing it all day. Yes. <laughs> it's so cringy. It's like, I don't know, one it's, of the cringiest things that I've watched in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just, I used to love it so much. And it was, it's funny, like, you know, revisiting all of these things from my past that, um, 
you know, I, I loved about the Mormon church. It's just kind of, it, it's tender. Like, even yeah. though it's cringy, I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, it wasn't all that bad. Like, <laughs> no, I totally know what you mean. I, I, I totally get it because it's associated with memories that are good. Yeah. And, you know, sweet times like with your family and stuff. So I, I get it. And yeah. So it's a very complicated, complicated thing to work through. So sure. complicated, which is why it takes years yeah. of therapy. You know, yeah. And no wonder that we've had to unlearn so many things like yeah. you know, being indoctrinated, even just with little things like this about like feeling guilty for not having as many children as physically possible. It's like, oh, OK, that's one thing that we can get over because now we don't believe in that anymore. But let's work on the next thing. <laughs> Well, and also it, it makes me think that, you know, families in the church, they will only accept their children if they are in the church. Right. I mean, it just showed Jimmy wasn't accepted. Yeah. And that that I would swear that's something that has fucked with my mind during my faith crisis and why I've been so secretive about it yeah. to my family. I mean, I'm I'm totally with you. Like my my family knows that I am not a member anymore but like they don't know the extent they don't know that I do this and if they do know then they, they don't talk about it but it's just like I don't bring it up and I don't talk about almost anything to do with the church around them because I I value that relationship so much and I yeah. have that inner fear even though I don't think they would ever um, abandon me but you don't you don't know especially because the church teaches you that like people won't love you anymore if you leave yeah. And I know that's not true. I know it's not true, but you you are scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's PTSD. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, back to that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right. We'll wrap this up. Kelly, thank you so much. That was epic and wonderful. And it was something. It was it. It yeah. was fun. <laughs> I had fun. I had a great time. <laughs> And thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.